1: Hi, hi, hi. With Lee Welcome back to the program. Pretty short break right there. I like it. I like short breaks. I like I like chatting with you. I like when we can move through those commercials real quick and you and I can get back here to chat and we can talk about the good things going on here in Utah out there in Washington. Uh, and you know what? This gives me a few extra moments to talk to you about the ever-exciting topic of impeachment. Uh, let me tell you real quickly, I earlier this morning got a list of the questions that Senator Romney intended to ask. And while we get to uh, KSL Paul Nelson on the line here, let me share with you a few of those questions. We heard the first one and it dealt with, uh, with Article 1. He asked the very first question uh, during today's uh, question-and-answer period of the impeachment trial. Uh, well, he, uh, in addition to those had other questions uh, here's one it directed at the white house council given and this is a question again uh, intended to be asked by senator romney today during the proceedings uh, again this one directed to the white house Counsel. given that rudy giuliani's may 10th 2019 letter to president Zelensky asserted he was acting with the quote knowledge and consent close quote of the president What did President Trump specifically ask to do in Ukraine? What specific task was Giuliani given uh, to carry out in Ukraine? There's a a question, another one uh, by Senator Romney. This one directed to the House managers. It reads, if evidence indicates President Trump had multiple purposes, uh, some in the national interest, some political, for holding up the security assistance, is it the House manager's position that the presence of any political purpose should be grounds for removing a president for a Abuse of power the root of that is uh criminal versus political if someone does something criminal if a president does something criminal as was uh, the case in the past uh then yeah sure that's one thing this is different though than the than the impeachment trial uh, that was adjudicated in the senate against president clinton Uh, president trump is accused of no criminal act and so is political Uh, are are being motivated by political purposes sufficient to remove a president uh, for abuse of power. Third question uh, Senator Romney intended to ask, intends to ask of the White House counsel is, in what instances did President Trump discuss corruption or burden sharing in relation to Ukraine prior to the date the security assistance was ordered and withheld? Uh, So that's half the list of the questions that uh, that that Senator Romney intended to share uh, or present today during the Q&A period. So we'll see how many of those are asked today also another eight hours tomorrow and then on friday uh friday is when the real uh, stuff starts we're going to find out if we're going to have witnesses or not uh we're going to find out we'll be hearing from John Bolton after the, the leak of his book, him claiming to have firsthand uh, knowledge and evidence of the president engaging in wrongdoing. Anyway, that's all coming up later on. Thanks for uh, wading through those. We'll try to get to the other questions uh, from Senator Romney later on. But right now I've got KSL news radios, Paul Nelson on the line. He's up at the Utah state Capitol where legislators, health officials and others are planning uh, or have uh, carried out a, a news conference. And I'm grateful to Paul. I know he stepped out of something very important, uh, he got a lot of responsibilities and duties as the newsman uh, he is. And so, Paul, I'm grateful to you for your time. What are you seeing up there?
0: Well, the thing that they were talking about earlier today is just the governor, the attorney general, a lot of different uh, lawmakers and a lot of different groups are coming together saying, hey, look, uh, whatever we're doing on Capitol Hill to kind of prevent teams from getting a getting hold of uh, e-cigs or whatever doesn't seem to be working as well as we would hope because they say that the year-to-year numbers, just keep going up. And one thing that Governor Herbert was talking about was that uh, some uh, over 12% of kids in grades 8, 10, and 12 admit to vaping, and they believe those numbers are underreported. There are really a lot more kids doing it than want to admit it. And he says that uh, a lot of them know that there are plenty of health risks that they're going to have to deal with, but they're still doing it anyway. And, um, And matter of fact, it was pretty impressive to see on a small table was – they covered it with um, juice pods, with uh, e-cigarette devices, mm. just everything connected with e-cigarettes. And all of that came from just Harriman High School just this year. Oh, and he said, we didn't have to buy any of this stuff. All of this was just taken from our students. And so it's, it's one of those situations where the the activity just continues to grow and they're trying and they're doing everything they can. But it doesn't seem to be working
1: just yet. Fascinating. So w- you heard from anti-va- anti-vaping folks and the legislatures, the legislators, the health officials and the others gathered up there. They're introducing uh, measures to, to limit the the use of these vaping products by young folks. What are some of the proposals? I know that it's legislation being introduced up there. What are some of the proposals you, you encountered
0: well there's uh, one for example that's HB23 this is uh, from representative John Hopkins he is proposing a zero tolerance policy for selling nicotine products to children uh, another one is SB37 and that is that would create a new tax on vaping products a new tax on nicotine products and vaping would be one of them another one HB118 this is from representative uh, Jennifer Daly Provo uh, she is requesting that all e-cigarettes and all devices are actually moved to an age-restricted area of the store so that you don't see it. Um, and uh, some of the health officials that we were talking to say it isn't just the flavors. I mean, a lot of uh, the team said admit that they're addicted to it, say the flavors were the things that kind of enticed them to try it in the first place. The nicotine hooked them. But there are other people that are saying it's the actual e-cigarette itself. It's a cool device. It looks really cool. And we see it actually normalized. So not only are their friends doing it, which kind of normalized it, but you see some whole uh, bunch of people on TV doing it in movies instead of the, what we used to see a lot of was just people just generally smoking in movies. But now they're seeing a lot more of these e-cigs, and they're saying, hey, those look pretty cool. I want to give them a try.
1: Case News Radio's Paul Nelson. Grateful to you for your report. Thanks a lot. We'll touch base with you later on and see what this all turns into. You got, you got it. Thanks a lot. Uh, okay, so that's Paul Nelson. He's got a uh, up there. There are a handful of folks, legislators, health officials, and others. Uh, they had a news conference where they laid out a long list of uh, legislative measures to combat the use of vaping products among the youth. Here, uh, some of them are pretty interesting. Some of them, I think, uh, we've seen difficulty with, uh, you know, the the efforts to obscure the view of certain products, and that being something that will cut down on the prevalence of its use. That may also. Uh, infringe on maybe some private property uh, rights and the rights of certain employers and retailers. So we'll see how that one fares. But the rest uh, seem uh, like they could have some merit if it is your belief that uh, these uh, vaping practices ought to be uh, dialed down. I don't know, though. You heard Paul there mention that there are some folks up on Capitol Hill who think the kids think that these devices are cool. Uh, Maybe I'm maybe I'm older. Maybe this is a sign that I am like getting old. I there is nothing when I see uh, someone walking around and uh, what are these devices there's like there's like a rectangle type thing about the size of those old pagers the old beepers and there's this like straw thing that comes out the top I there is nothing cool about that right I mean you know maybe you've got some like physical hang-up you're addicted to it that's fine but who's doing that because they think it's cool I don't know. I maybe kids. Whatever. Uh, listen, got a few more minutes in this segment. I want to talk to you about something uh, that's happening tonight. It is the uh, Governor Herbert's eleventh State of the State address. He will deliver it from, uh, obviously the the House Chamber up at Utah's Capitol Hill. You, this will be his final. Uh, state of the state address his first was in 2010 I was there uh, lucky enough to be on the floor of the House of Representatives here in the state of Utah to hear his first address I uh, I read through it to this morning to see if there were any uh, kind of things that I don't know I, I was curious about what he said when he first assumed office and delivered his first state of the state address and uh, fine speech fine uh, great and I'm anxious to hear what he has to say tonight I'm going to be listening And then tomorrow you and I will join here and we're going to walk through what he has to say. I'm going to be listening to uh, a few things in particular, uh, knowing that this is Governor Herbert's final state of the state address, knowing that he uh, is not seeking reelection and that this time next year there will be some other governor addressing us from uh, the speaker's position in the House of Representatives here in Utah I am very curious as to what advice he might impart or what he signals as to his desires uh, in terms of the qualities he'd like to see embodied in his successor I know that uh, he has expressed some frustration on the front of tax reform he would like to see some maybe specific suggestions on how to address the challenges uh, that faced the effort to reform taxation in this past uh, legislative session and uh, in in most recent days in this re- referendum effort he... There are a number of folks running for Congress, or I'm sorry, running for the governorship, and they've all had ample opportunity to speak out. And as of yet, we have uh, not yet heard the exact specific plan uh, which would be put in place in lieu of the plan uh, which was repealed just yesterday, Senate Bill 2001, after that referendum effort. So I'm anxious to see what he says uh, tonight, uh, Governor Herbert, in terms of what he would like to see in the governor which uh, who follows him. You know, there's a long list of them running, uh, and I'd like to see that. I'd also like to see what kind of lessons he's learned. It's it's legacy is important, uh, mostly to the person uh, leaving the legacy, but also, I think, to, to those of us that get interested in this type of thing. I'm anxious to see uh, what uh, accomplishments he's uh, faced over the past 10, 11 years uh, that have that will stay with him and of which he is the most proud. So that's how I'm going to listen to things tonight. And then tomorrow, what we'll do is we won't play it in its entirety, uh, but I'll make certain notes throughout the course of the address, Uh, and if I I have the time, if I can get away, uh, I might even go try to listen to it up there from the gallery, Uh, and if not, we'll stream it and listen to it, but regardless of how, I'll certainly listen to it, and you and I will join tomorrow and walk through uh what yeah what you observed uh what I observed you and I can trade notes and if you'd like uh you just send me a text message or uh meet me on Facebook uh 57500 5, 0, 0 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line uh, while I have you here for just a, another moment before the break I want to uh, let you know that KSL is rewarding listeners with $500 in free gas there are folks earning these maverick gift cards uh even this morning 500 uh in fuel from uh maverick so if you make your way to kslnewsradio.com news com, you enter your name there and periodically throughout the day we're going to announce winners there's uh, some pretty cool opportunities there to get your hands on some gas money again ksl dot all the details are there it's from maverick uh, and it's a pretty cool thing and Uh, There's an opportunity to get yourself some free gas, $500 worth of it. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break here. And next up, I am so looking forward to the the conversation uh, coming up. We're going to speak to a columnist named Andy Nesbitt. He works for USA Today. And I caught something on YouTube he had to say. And it has to do with moving the Super Bowl from Sunday to Saturday. We'll break it down next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. And this is KSL News Radio. A
0: gun in the face.